Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful. But, I mean, we're not magicians or anything. This still sucks. Clostridium difficile, whose nickname is C. diff, but this is not real nomenclature, so please don't write it down, has recently had a name change to Clostridioides difficile, but good luck getting that to stick. It is a common cause of severe watery diarrhea, especially after antibiotics and hospital stays. The smell associated with the diarrhea is apparently very distinctive. Since I smartly became a scientist and not a clinician, I can't verify this fact. C. difficile is actually a very common normal floral agent, and only when the levels of the other normal floral bacteria become wonky does C. difficile overgrow and cause potential problems. This makes it an opportunistic infection. To make matters more complicated, this organism can form endospores, which have been found on nearly all hospital surfaces. Healthcare workers are typically required to wash their hands after leaving a patient's room and prior to touching the next patient. This is one reason why. You're not just worried about the pathogens on patients, but also on your pens, coats, and desks. Since most people already have C. difficile as a normal floral agent, culture and identification methods aren't helpful. Instead, stool samples are taken and measured for the presence of either glutamate dehydroxinase, GDH, or toxin A or toxin B, which are all produced by this bacteria in very high amounts. Toxin A is a virulence factor that does a weird thing. It binds to a particular receptor on the enterocytes within the brush border of the gut, making its action cell-specific. It will then take a glucose molecule and sticks it onto a particular amino acid in the RAS family of GDPases, causing them to be irreversibly inactivated. These proteins are necessary in various signaling pathways and are important in cytoskeletal functions. This action causes cell death in those brush border enterocytes. Toxin B is another virulence factor that targets the Rho family of signaling molecules. This causes the cells to have a wonky cell-to-cell -cell junctions and triggers cell rounding in enterocytes, ultimately allowing for fluid to escape into the lumen and eventually causes the induction of pro-inflammatory cytokines like TNF-alpha and IL-6, which are major cause of pseudomembranous colitis. Pseudomembranous colitis presents with fever, abdominal pain, and diarrhea. A colonoscopy will reveal the presence of yellow lesions lining the gut that are made of fibrin, mucin, and PMNs attached to the surface. If this goes untreated, it can cause toxic megacolon, perforations, and death. Treatment for Clostridium difficile infections is subject to some current debate. Essentially, all medical associations in the U.S. Re recommend using oral vancomycin as a first-line therapy, while European associations still recommend metronidazole. There is a potentially new treatment that might be 90% effective called stool transplants. Essentially, they are trying to re-establish the normal flora, but the appropriate timing, choosing the correct donor, and the correct dosage is all still under investigation. Now let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards.
A 50-year-old female presents to the clinic with abdominal pain and frequent loose stools. Vital signs are normal. Past medical history is significant for a temporary colostomy, which she recently had reversed. The surgery was uncomplicated. However, she continued to have abdominal pain, failed to gain weight, and continued to have 8 to 10 loose or watery stools per 24 hours. The patient is a nurse and is certain that this is Clostridium difficile infection and requests testing. What is the most appropriate testing to confirm the suspected diagnosis? Is it A, yellow colonies on hectoan auger, B, black colonies on tellurite cysteine auger, C, yellow colonies on mannitol salt auger, or D, glutamate dehydrogenase detection via ELISA? First, diagnose the patient. This patient has recently had a hospital stay and also works within the hospital, which makes it highly likely that she will come in contact with Clostridium difficile endospores. Since she is a nurse, she is most likely familiar with the uh, aroma of Clostridium difficile infections. Therefore, her suspicion is probable. Since Clostridium difficile is often a normal floral agent, culturing the stool won't help you identify the causative agent since this will most likely be positive already. Choice A, yellow colonies on hectoan auger, are usually called, caused by Escherichia coli. Choice B, black colonies on tellurite cysteine auger are caused by Carinobacterium diphtheriae. Choice C, yellow colonies on mannitol salt auger is caused by Staphylococcus aureus. And D, the best method to test for toxins or enzyme byproducts of the infection. C. difficile actually creates a huge amount of the enzyme glutamate dehydrogenase, so this is often used to detect this infection. You can look for toxin A or toxin B, but there are some strains that don't make both toxins, while nearly all strains already create loads of GDH. Therefore, the correct answer is D. Glutamate dehydrogenase detection via ELISA. An 80-year-old female presents to the hospital as an emergency case of diarrhea. Past medical history reveals that two months prior, she was admitted to the hospital for cystitis, which she received cefiroxamine for seven days. She developed a foul-smelling diarrhea, and stool samples tested positive for glutamate dehydrogenase, which was confirmed via NAAT. The patient was then given metronidazole, which was discontinued when the diarrhea did not resolve. Treatment was changed to oral vancomycin. The diarrhea resolved and she was discharged. A new stool sample was taken and laboratory results were positive for glutamate dehydrogenase. A colonoscopy revealed an erythematous mucosa in the large bowel and the presence of loosely adherent nodular raised exudative plaques that appear yellow. Which virulence factor is most associated with the symptoms found during colonoscopy? Is it A, toxin B, B, toxin A, C, glutamate dehydrogenase, or D, endospore formation? First, diagnose the patient. The patient has recently been hospitalized due to an infection with C. difficile. She is currently positive for glutamate dehydrogenase. The colonoscopy findings of a yellowish exudative plaque is suggestive for pseudomembranous colitis. 
Option A, toxin B is most associated with the formation of pseudomembranes because it helps the infection invade the gastric mucosa, causing the induction of TNF-alpha and IL-6, which are the key drivers of the necrosis and the formation of the pseudomembranes. To choice B, toxin A, is most associated with the less severe watery diarrhea. Choice C, glutamate dehydrogenase, is an enzyme that is highly produced in nearly all strains for C. difficile. It is not a toxin or associated with the formation of pseudomembranous plaques, though. Choice D, C. difficile, does form endospores, which makes it contaminate nearly every surface in a hospital. It makes it very transmissible, but doesn't help the form of pseudomembranes. Therefore, the correct answer is A, toxin B. You can find our study calendar, a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, and it would be a big help for us if you could submit a review. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow.